not quite dead. A gal pal horror movie discussion podcast. We do deep dives on our favorite scary movies. And sometimes we just keep it shallow. I'm your host, Megan. I'm Kate. Get ready for all the spoilers. have our own wicker man like like I feel like the first one I saw is my wicker man even though I saw them all like pretty close together in the reality of my own time span yeah this is really a a tale of two wicker men that I had seen the modern retelling um the Nick Cage one I was at most in college I feel like I might have even been in high school when I saw it Okay, so was this like another rubber situation where you like just wanted to watch it because of how stupid it looked? I think I saw it on t- like as a TV movie. So, you know, it was chopped up over the course of like yeah. three hours. And I was just like, this isn't Oof. good. And then I went and watched it later. And I was like, this movie is um, a good, bad movie. It's like, it's a not a good movie, but it's at least kind of enjoyable to watch. Like you can like laugh with the movie as it's happening. And it has good people in it. Ellen Burstein. Uh, Nick Cage, of course, of course. With all of his charisma and star power. Uh, Lily Sobieski's in it. That's right. And she was in a bunch of horror movies in that like early mid 2000s time period. That probably was what like drew me to that movie the first time was I was like, oh, I just watched stuff with Lily Sobieski. Yeah, Lily. And like, she's not in stuff anymore. Like what happened? I, I think she stopped acting, actually. I think it wasn't really her calling. Man, because she is such a ringer for like an early Helen Hunt that I'm always like, you have such an opportunity here to play a mother-daughter duo or a time travel, like, I don't know, dramedy, like with Helen Hunt. (laughs) What a missed opportunity. But anyway. What were we talking about? So (laughs) Wicker Man, the modern recalling, of course. And so the the gist of our mini-sode here is that Megan and I were talking about this season and we were like, oh, we should do The Wicker Man. Talking about two totally different movies. I was talking about the Nick Cage mid-2000s version. And I watched the 1970s sex cult version. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to talk about the sex cult. (laughs) That was like something I wrote down in my notes. I wrote very paltry notes for watching the original Wicker Man. Oh. Yeah, but for this episode, we were like, ooh, let's uh, let's swap and let's watch the, the version of the Wicker Man that we mutually haven't seen and uh, talk about our feelings about it. And they're very different movies. Oh, man, they're so different. I didn't know what to expect with the old one the first time I saw it. I hadn't actually really even heard of it. I had heard of the Nicolas Cage version before the old version. I think because I, you know, you see the DVD case at the store and it's, it's like a funny DVD case with his glowing green eyes and is like part of a wood forest. I don't know. It just, you know, it looks like it's going to be scary. (laughs) Anyway, so I didn't know what to expect from this old version, but it had a lot of good aspects to it. Did you, how did you feel about it? I had so many feelings. I was <laughs> expecting to go in. I was like, I'm not going to read anything about this. I've already seen The Modern Wicker Man, which I know is a remake. And I'll just go into this and it's going to be a 
early 70s horror movie, so it's probably going to be pretty light on plot, was what I was guessing. I was like, I feel like they're very, like, atmospheric in that time period, so sometimes it's just a lot of, like, shots in an area and then someone dies. And I expected it to be very, like, rural culty, so, like, I was expecting it to be more, like, of the Midsommar style, like, nature cult like type atmosphere which I feel like in the modern one it just kind of feels like an Amish community run by women well yeah the original feels like it's way more pagan it's way more tied to animals and like physical woods and things like that that you know they all wear their animal masks yeah, my expectation going into it was I was like, oh, I feel like it's going to be maybe a little more culty because I feel like that was more of the, I don't know if it was like fear or like kind of theme that you would see come up in those 70s movies a lot. Um, so right. it definitely paid off in that, but like it was a thousand times more naked than I expected it to be. Like no kidding. so many people in the original one and like the modern one with Nick Cage, like I don't want to like stomp on your toes because I know you're going to talk about it. There's like no sex in it. Yes, which I was sort of grateful for because I even wrote a note about this. Like, is Nicolas Cage supposed to be attractive in this movie? I mean, Willow's pretty attractive, but I am not excited to see this leading man take his clothes off. So I was kind of glad because I did think about that too. I was like, please don't work that into this movie, please. They just keep making him the leading man in movies. They can't help it. He can't help it. So what did you think about the differences between the two? I appreciated that the new version took its own path with the storyline, right? Like it wasn't that he was investigating a dead girl. He was investigating somebody who he thought to be his daughter. At first I was like, oh God, is this a character study? And we're studying Nicolas Cage. (laughs) But then as you went through the movie, you kind of realized like, oh, they're using this as the motivator to get him to come here. And that's an interesting take. Like, I felt it was an interesting take. I don't think the execution was that great. I don't have a problem with them changing the motives of the characters. But, you know, it was just like, it wasn't done very well. I mean, not the bees. How to get burned. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you've got you've got Nicolas Cage having to run around frantically and punching not one, but two women in this movie. That um, was so amazing. <laughs> I have to admit that after um, we, we finished watching the original, I was like, now we have to watch the Nick Cage version. And so we just backed it back to the Wicker Man movie. Oh my gosh. You know, I watched the original first, so I thought this Nicolas Cage version is going to try to be serious as well because the first one is is pretty it's pretty bleak. It's played pretty straight. There's not yeah. like really a lot of comedy in it, just more like things that you as a person living in present day will find like darkly funny. Uh when that young woman, the one who has sex with all all the town boys um to <laughs> initiate them into manhood, when she's like trying to seduce the the cop and is like dancing naked around her room it's it's funny but it's not supposed to be funny and like that's right. pretty much where where it leaves you yeah right and I don't think I figured out that the Nicolas Cage one was not supposed to be really serious until the bear suit which is pretty close to the end 
<laughs> so my, yeah, my expectations going into the Nicolas Cage one versus watching the original were way off, we'll say. They just made these like creative directions like between the two movies that sh- I don't know if they like should have had such an impact on how funny or serious it was, but they really played it for laughs in, in the Nick Cage version. So in the original, um, the guy who leads the town, he is a guy. He's Lord Summer Isle. And then in the Nick Cage version. Uh, wait. What? Not just any old guy. Christopher, Christopher Lee. fucking Lee. Yes. Yeah, incredible. And I was like, oh, he's a not a young man because he's like must have been a thousand years old when he when he died but um he was r.i.p i know but i was like oh there he is and the most incredible thing is he still has that same super deep voice yeah yeah Yeah. do you know that he was in a metal band no and now i feel bad for not knowing (laughs) still in the band he was like in his 70s or something like that wow that guy goes all the way back to last unicorn for me I think that was like the first movie I saw as a kid. Oh, love him. I just love him. What were you saying about Lord Summer Isle? Yeah, so the original's got the incomparable Christopher Lee as Lord Summer Isle. And then in the modern one, we have Ellen Burstyn, also a great actress, mm-hmm. um, who is, um, I think they call her Sister Summer Isle. But it's, yes. a patri- but it's a patriarchal versus a matriarchal society. And... In the original, you've got this pagan sex cult where they got to sacrifice an outsider, um, you know, to help their crops grow. And then in the new one, they've got to sacrifice. It seems like they specifically want to sacrifice men. Like that is what they're really bringing in. Don't they mutilate the men in some way in the new one? I don't think I caught that. Do the men talk? I don't think I ever realized that. Do they cut out their tongues or something? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's ever stated, but I, at some point when I was watching it, I was like, wait, how come none of the men ever speak? I, I'm not sure, but that's really dark. Um, if it, if it is true. Yeah. This movie's interpretation over the original kind of reminded me of the Stepford Wives remake with Nicole Kidman. Oh, it's the Stepford Wives remake is so bad. It's bad. And it's, and it is like also a role reversal in, uh, the, villain I guess right and it's like it's very much like oh it's so hard to be a white man and it's like no it's not (laughs) but like they're like oh look at what a matriarchal society does they raise bees and then they lure (laughs) men to the island with their island wiles and then (laughs) sacrifice them in a festival that doesn't even seem that fun like, the women don't seem like they're having fun in this movie. They're not. They only have fun torturing poor Nick Cage, really. I mean, in the original one, the women, like, love hanging out together. They're, like, dancing outside in circles naked. They're, yeah. like, masturbating in cemeteries. Like, yeah, they're just, like, <laughs> very free. These women are kind of boring. It just, like, I, it felt Amish. I was like, oh, you know, if this was a modern island off of the coast of Washington, you know, in the Nick Cage version, like, and there were a couple hundred people who lived there, like, yeah, they would probably look and dress like this. Like, this is pretty close to what I would imagine one of those rural villages to be like. The original felt a little more like a traditional cult. 
<laughs> yeah, it's very it's very pagan, but also some like kind of occult like stuff. They're like, oh, we need a virgin man. Like, yeah, yeah. They're like, or they they don't need one, but they're like, oh, the best thing to sacrifice is a virgin man. Right. And I love um, how they test it. They're just like constantly trying to throw themselves at him, testing him. I know it. And he's so besides himself the whole time. And like, he gets so close to succumbing. And then he's like, I can't. I have to go hold my Bible. Her dancing is, uh, the original has so much music in it. And the music is like, you can't ignore it. It's like it turns into like a folk song music video. Yeah, it's part of the movie. And it and it does the whole song. And so there are significant chunks of the movie where it's just like, oh, I'm just watching this folk band while some naked women dance around. <laughs> what was it like right before you watched the version you hadn't seen before? What was going through your head? I think I thought it was going to be a little boring. Because sometimes old movies are, it feels like modern movies, like they've pretty much figured out the right pacing beats to like really keep people's attention. And like sometimes in these older movies, like, like they can be really long. And I, and I was pleasantly surprised when I opened the movie and it was only um, 90 minutes. I was like, oh, yes. that's great. Like it is a straight to the point kind of movie. <laughs> Yeah, it it felt strange watching it. But then I, you know, I'd look up and realize, oh, uh, it's almost over. This is great. This is the best part. I didn't, I didn't really get bored. Yeah, the new one's 90 minutes. Yeah, I felt just as grateful for the Nicolas Cage version being as long as it was. I love a compact movie, like especially a horror movie. I think that it's, it's the ideal, like, amount of time, like 90 minutes or under to like keep that tension going the whole time. I don't think I would consider this a horror movie, though, I will say. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. I don't either. I get why the idea of a cult and being alone with a cult is scary, but it's not unrealistically preventable. I think because in both movies, there is this central mystery of what happened to the missing girl. And um, both of the leads are cops although I love I freaking love that Nick Cage is a a CHP officer can you believe that and he's like I'm a cop here this is now my jurisdiction kind of guy he's always screaming (laughs) he's so rude both of these guys are such dicks like they're both so rude the whole movie it's like they both think they're gonna come out of this unscathed and they're surrounded by these religious zealots it's crazy like why would you go to this secluded area all by yourself no backup the original this guy gets there in a plane Uh, actually both yeah that's right they're both stranded by plane like they have no escape what are they thinking they're so rude and it's like these people are hosting you what are you thinking yeah i'd get the hell out of there and go request backup right both movies the the like central tension is that it's kind of like a police procedural. Like they're going around the island, interviewing people, looking for evidence, like, and it's not creepy. There's not really tension. You kind of get the sense that there's something weird going on, especially in the 1970s one, because there's so much nudity all the time. Yeah. It's kind of more of like a thriller with like a cult twist at the end. 
Right. Like you, it, they're better at setting up the thriller aspect in front of the cult. I think they hide it a little bit better. Um, like you unpeel it more slowly over the course of the movie. I, you know, and it, it could be because I, I saw this one first, but Willow inviting him to the island, I was like, oh, she is doing this on purpose. Like, it's very obvious what she's doing. She wants something from you. Yeah. They don't downplay it in the in the modern one. The modern one, they're just like, from the top, they're like super suspicious. They're acting very shady. And it's like, yeah, there's something going on here. And in the original, at least, it's like, these might just be weird, like, Fisher people. We haven't even talked about the opening scene in the Nick Cage version, which is, by the way, the synopsis of the movie given in Amazon. It just describes that opening scene. The opening scene is so ridiculous. It's so good, though. <laughs> Do you want to describe it? <laughs> Nick Cage is a motorcycle cop, and uh, this mother and her daughter speed by, and the little girl throws her stuffed animal out of the car. So the cop pulls her over, Nick Cage pulls her over, gives her the, the doll back a couple of times because she's a little twat. And uh, as he goes to get this stuffed toy the second time, they get run into by a semi and die. And the car explodes. And Nick Cage goes to save the little girl. And all she does is glare at him. Like she's like, I'm not touching you, Nick Cage. <laughs> I love her face as she's just staring him down on the other side of this car that then explodes and it like ex truly explodes. But yeah, it's like one of those fake out moments where Nick Cage is like running into the highway to go pick up this doll and you're like, this guy's going to get hit by a truck. And then it's like, nope, the truck just like totally demolished this like small car with a mom and daughter in it. It's overkill you know, for his character development. I think this is supposed to be his motivator, why he cares to go um, help his ex-fiance find her daughter. I think, yeah, I think that they're trying to build up some like, oh, look, he's got, he's got layers. He's got, you know, he's a cop, but he's got this trauma because people died under his watch. And then, um, you know, he's got this ex-fiance who's now got a daughter, like all this stuff, right? But also I think it's set up that because he was so traumatized from the accident that he was taking some kind of medication. They don't tell us what it is. They do like this classic kind of like, oh no, something stressful happened. So I'm going to shake out a couple of pills and take them all shakily, like type trope, like every time. Right. Where you just like put the whole thing down your mouth and swallow as many as you can fit. Yeah, like, what is up with that? I'm like, aren't you supposed to take that kind of thing at, like, regular times of day? But who knows? I don't know. I don't know what he's taking because they don't tell us. Um, but he um, keeps seeing these, like, flashbacks throughout the movie. And I think my favorite is when he's on a ferry boat and he sees a little girl that looks like a girl from the picture. And then, <laughs> reminder, they're on a boat right now. He then hallucinates that a semi-truck takes out this little girl on the boat. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, at least it should be a shark or something, something in the water. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're trying to get us to think that he's maybe like 
he's maybe just paranoid or he's traumatized or he's on meds so he's like acting a certain way well yeah then I was like is this movie supposed to be about us doubting his uh mental health like are they supposed to be making us think that it's all in his head because that's not how they're presenting it there are no like double-sided characters in this movie everyone's pretty real with who they are except for willow yeah and she's not even that great at it like no he confronts her so many times where he's like why didn't you tell me that our daughter was the May Queen, the year that the crops failed. And she was like, I didn't think it was. Yeah. I guess. And it's like, oh my gosh, you're (laughs) such a bad liar. Yeah. Yeah. The original. It's so, it's so easy to like dig into the Nick Cage version because it's just like so bad. Um, But I wanted to ask you, which movie do you think had the better burning scene at the end I thought the original did to be honest like they get all misery with his knees but that's not the burning that's just that's outside of the burning and and we haven't even we've barely talked about this which is ridiculous but the bee scene (laughs) (laughs) now's your chance yes the bee scene is iconic it's it's you know had its place in the meme hall of fame um they cut that scene out of the amazon version that i rented i couldn't believe it i knew that that scene existed and i was waiting for it and it never came i can't believe they cut the best scene from the movie yeah what's that about i i don't know i don't know because they go through the trouble of showing that he has a bee allergy earlier in the movie they show that the women are beekeepers they have um, honey on the island like yeah yeah it's very bee centric and there's a lot of bee um, imagery like you see bees on things and you you see bees a lot just in the movie in general you don't really realize it um, until the end I do think <laughs> side note I do think there were things that were done well about this movie like Maybe not well, but I was like, okay, some thought was put into this. And I think the bees were one of them until they cut the bee scene. Like, (laughs) hello, isn't this supposed to tie it all together? Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, I guess these women really like bees. (laughs) Oh, my God. They sacrificed the male bees, right, to kill the enemy. Yeah. That's what they chose to do with their bees. Like, that's a lot of. That's a lot of thought put into that. Anyways, so the version I saw didn't even have the bees. So I don't think the burning scene in the second one was as good. Um, I felt like way sadder about the burning scene in the first one. The the guy was, well, for one, he wasn't as hateable as Nick Cage, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. And I thought it did a better job of really showing you all of the victims in the wicker man because it's not just him mm-hmm. there's there's little animals in there and they're screaming and freaking out and they don't know what's going on and and you see them and start feeling for them and then it gets you know it leads you up the stairs and you see how impossible it is for everybody to leave and and he's left there and his legs aren't broken <laughs> he can fight so horrifying I agree. I think the original one has 
just this like great scene because they're on this like cliff facing the ocean and all of the townspeople have come together and they're all holding hands like they're in that Coke from the seventies and they're like swaying back and forth as this giant tower is burning. And in the Nick Cage version, it just kind of like falls flat. I feel like it's, you don't have as much empathy for the main character because he's just so rude this entire movie. I would say certainly without the B scene, you're just like, I have no closure for some plot lines in here either. Right. Yeah. It just like doesn't hold up to the original in the same way. I wish I knew why they cut the B scene out. I cannot think of any good reason why. I can't either, but I guess I'll have to look it up after this episode. For this season, as you hopefully know, because you've listened to all of our other episodes so far, we are doing a promotion for every episode where we ask each other a question. And that question, if you choose to play along, you can answer it in the comment of our episode Instagram post. Um, There's a couple rules to follow, but they're super easy. Um, And you just listen to this question, you'll listen to us gab about it, and then you'll think of your own answer and post it on Instagram, and we will ship you a sticker totally free commemorating the Wicker Men mini-sode episode from this season. Yeah, and it's a limited time only, so you need to answer our question before the end of the season. That gives you a lot of time, actually, to think about. A very easy question. (laughs) The stickers are super cool. The questions are easy. Just answer them on our Instagram page and get yourself some some free swag. It's pretty good. Right. So, Kate, this episode was all about remakes and Nicolas Cage, Mm -hmm. um, but we'll we'll stick with remakes. Mm -hmm. So I want to know either what is the worst remake you've ever seen or what is your favorite remake of all time all right I'm gonna go for worst remake and I would say the worst remake I've ever seen is the remake of the Carrie movie have you seen it I have and I didn't hate it I think I just love the original so much because in the original you've got Sissy Spacek Mm -hmm. playing Carrie and you feel like Sissy Spacek could peel the skin off of your face if she wanted to. Like she is such like a good actress and she has this like super emotive face and like is so just like Carrie. Like she's this repressed religious girl. She just completely inhabits the character. And so when she breaks, she like breaks. And it's such a classic, like that opening scene when they're like throwing tampons at her, like it (laughs) is so so classic. And then the modern one, I was just like, Chloe Grace Moritz is a very beautiful, normal looking girl. Like she's so pretty and she's so nice. And it's like cute as a button. She's so cute. And it's just like. I don't, okay, I, I just don't buy it. I don't buy her no. as Carrie. And I think that she's no. a good actress. I just think that they they picked someone based on, you know, what would probably appeal to teenagers today to go see a movie. And yeah. it just, like, didn't sell the, like, weirdo outcast girl who's going to, 
you know, kill everyone with her telekinetic powers. No, you're absolutely right about that. It's not, I guess that's why I kind of liked it because the acting is really good. You know, like Julianne Moore, I don't buy her as a, as an old crazy crone either, you mm-hmm. know, but they're great actresses. So yeah, I, I get, I get what you're saying with that one. Yeah. I think I like that the original is a little unpolished. Like, mm-hmm. I think that it just makes it feel a little more unhinged. Whereas like the new one, it's very like the, you know, the edges are all softened. They, they're all great actors and actresses in the movie. It's so funny. Cause it's like, yeah, the production value is actually good. The actor and actresses are all great. Um, it's just not for me. It's not what really what I was looking for in a remake. But what about you? Uh, favorite remake? Worst remake? I think uh, I was torn between, well, now I feel torn between three. So first I was going to say the thing, but to be fair, I haven't seen the original. So that's out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking Halloween because I love Rob Zombie. Like I grew up on Rob Zombie, okay, and uh, and I and I just love his like crazy gore porn, like just over the top take on ha- on Halloween. Um, he's just so gr- so much extra, I guess, about all that stuff, and I enjoy that. But I couldn't actually remember the details enough, so I don't think that counts as a favorite. I I think just based on my initial reaction to seeing it versus my expectations. I think the Evil Dead remake was a really amazing horror remake. Oh, Evil Dead is so good. Did so you see the good. remake? I did, yeah. I was expecting it to be kind of corny, kind of like similar to the original in how silly the voices were and some of the puppets and Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that'll be fun, but like it's not going to be new. But I want to see it because it's Evil Dead. And I was really pleasantly surprised that they they took it really seriously. And they got really dark, I felt. I mean, I, I know the, the original Evil Dead is not, not the fun and games that Army of Darkness is. But it's still sort of silly when you uh, really sit down and, and think about what you're watching. I thought the, the remake took a really good classic and like paid a good tribute to it. I thought they did a really good job and it, and it scared me. It was, it was a fun, like jump scare movie. That's great. Yeah. I think that like that, I mean, the original is great. The remake is good. And I think that when remakes don't try to like remake it beat by beat, but try and just like take either the universe or like the base story and then make it their own and like go from there is like the best that they can do. Yeah. I agree. And I feel like Wicker Man did that portion of it, but man, did they not have uh, the polishing it needed, (laughs) like in the Carrie remake. (laughs) Oh my gosh. There's a scene in the new one where he was, he was trapped in this like water area where he was treading water for like six hours. (laughs) And when they get him out in the morning, he wasn't even all pruny and pale. He was just like, I gotta go run away. He just like ran to go try and find more evidence. They're fun though. If if you were going to watch one of them again, like which one would you pick up? I'm sorry. I'd pick up the older one. I, I recommend watching the original. I think the original is a better movie. So you don't have to apologize. I think that the <laughs> between the two that the original wicker man has like all of the elements to make it like a kind of cool like cult classic from the 70s 
I will say for rewatchability factor, I would probably go for the Nick Cage one, even though, oh, I, don't, my goodness. Even though I don't think it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what do you guys think? You know, you have your actual question to get a sticker and then, you know, just tell us what you think. Yeah, make sure you play along. Um, tell us what your favorite remake was or even just the worst remake that you've seen. See you guys next time. See ya. Thanks. This was Not Quite Dead. Check out our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Not Quite Dead Podcast. And follow our blog for bonus content at notquitedeadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Happy watching. Not the beast! Not the beast! Ah!